What's happening, clams? Oh my God. Val is, look, I know I say this a lot. Don't miss the second half of this episode or yeah. you are missing like an iconic and classic to be d- discussed forever discussion. Yeah, this is. We're just, I'm, I'll tease it. We're going to call it peanut butter and clam. You have to hear peanut butter and clam. This is an inverted nipple yeah, of an episode. Yeah, that's true. The first <laughs> half is our deep, interesting. Yeah. And the second half is pure silly, and it's joy, and it's laughter, and it's so fun. So if you find yourself going like, you know, I'm not in the mood for like, you know, self-love or whatever it was. The first half was fucking great. Yeah. It, don't miss the second half. That's all I'm saying. That's right. That's all I'm saying. It starts at 43 minutes, 44 minutes. Uh, but anyway, please listen to the whole thing because the first part was so healing and, and hole making. W-H-O-L-E. We weren't digging holes. <laughs> we didn't have shovels. September 2nd is my next Living at Largo show. Go to Largo-LA.com for that. We just added a late show Thursday next week uh, in Denver. So it would be awesome if people came out to that. So I'm not just adding a show and there's three people. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I have high hopes for Denver mm-hmm. and high altitude as well. And then St. Louis. And then there's going to be more and more dates added for this new tour, which we're calling the Feeling It Tour. That'll be the tour after this. But they'll all be on PeteHolmes.com. And as we always mention, this podcast is is so special to us. And it is our, our job because of these ads. So if you like the show, try an ad. Try Pete's Pick. Would mean a lot. Support the show. We don't do traditional ads on this podcast. We only do sponsorships with things that I actually use and actually love. And uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a pretty healthy guy. I'm mindful about what I put in my body. But years ago, I realized I wasn't being careful about what I put on my body, which of course ends up in your body. That's, that's how your body works. But I was out there buying shaving creams and face washes that frankly I thought were good, high quality because they had, I don't know, French names or I bought them at a mall kiosk or they were expensive or whatever, but they're not. They're, they're filled with chemicals crammed in there by corporations that don't care about you or your health, toxicity levels that were never intended for your skin or your mouth or your eyes or your hair, you know, whatever, your gums, I can get that stuff out of there. It's not intended for human consumption. So I realized I wanted my food to have ingredients that I could read and recognize and understand. And I want my skincare to be the same. So enter Living Libations. Living Libations is not only the best and most effective, badass, real life skincare, hair, eye, teeth, even baby care products that I've ever found, but they're also the most natural, made exclusively with plants and oils and extracts that not only will you recognize, but you'll be able to easily pronounce. And now that it's summer, having a natural zinc-based Uh, sunblock for our child and for ourselves is so important. I've noticed when you Google natural sunblock, it's most of them that come up are just claiming to be natural. They're not. But Living Libations, their Love the Sun sunblock is zinc-based, not only works, but feels great and works great and lasts a really, really long time on your skin. And a little bottle of it also lasts a really, really long time. This is a great way to support the show. Even if you don't want sunblock, they have something to replace everything. We use their Best Skin Ever moisturizer. I use their gum care. It's called Neem Curly Baba Gum Care. Their toothpaste. They have amazing different, whatever you need 
If you have something in your medicine cabinet that you're kind of looking at sideways and not trusting so much, go to Living Libations. They have a premium, natural, and wonderful product to replace the random chemical nightmare that you might buy at like 7-Eleven. So go for 15% off. Go to livinglibations.com slash weird. Show your support for your body, your skin, your hair, your eyes, your nails, your teeth, and show your support of the show. 15% off livinglibations.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Hope to see you out on the road. Hope to see you in L.A. on September 2nd. Valerie? Get into it. Player, player, won't you lay your arms down? (laughs) Oh, for a second I thought this was a song that I didn't know, you know, from the 80s. (laughs) Um, Oh, I see. But I'm an old man. (laughs) How's that make me feel? (laughs) that's supposed to make me feel i love val and i do fake fights a lot and that's one of my favorite i'm you're helping me remember that that's one of my favorite things somebody can say during a fight how's that that supposed to make me feel i don't know why i love it so much i think it's really real i've talked about this a million but i think it's really funny that there's like a musicality to fights yes that you go like Let's say I have a passive aggressive issue or I have an issue with you. Mm-hmm. And let's say it's your drinking and you're mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't mind a little top off. Right. We're at a party. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And you go, what? Mm-hmm. This is the music of it. Yeah. yeah. People do it you in slip real into, life. They go, you what? S- yeah. And you go, nothing. I will deny it. Nothing. Depending on the severity of it. Yeah. 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 It's super urgent. I'll be like, okay, can we? Like, you'll go right at it. Yeah, yeah, But for the most part, people go, all right. It's like, yeah, what's yeah. happening? And there's like a build. Like, it's like, it'll start with like, well, I didn't say anything when you went outside and smoked a joint, you know, or whatever. Exactly. And it's like kind of calm. And then you're just like, can, can I, I talk, talk to you, you for, for a second? <laughs> yeah. 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 Isn't that weird? Yeah. When I'm, because I was writing this morning. And when I'm writing, I'm really, it's not so much... Which came first, the way the movies or the way we do it? But we do it the way they do it in movies. Yeah. And I've made this point a million, but it's almost over. Yeah. Is that they said when mafia movies became very popular, yeah. that the cops surveilling gangsters noticed that they started talking more like the movies. Mm, so mm-hmm. gang, isn't that funny that gangs, like real mafiosos, can you say mafiosos? It sounds like... <laughs> derogatory i know it does these mafiosos but i think they i think that's good yeah mafioso i mean they're from mafia (laughs) yeah from the land of mafia is that what oso means (laughs) like i'm a comedian oso oso means bear so i don't know (laughs) oso oso means bear in spanish i'm pretty the bear the tv show the bear yeah it's el oso in mexico El Oso. (laughs) that's what they're watching Boy, uh, it's just funny to consider. I was going to go on how we watch the bear, and we're very overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> that your show experience. Is a bear. It is. It is overwhelming, but I like it. I like. I'm the not threat. saying it's bad. Even in Buddy, this, I'm the most. Go ahead. I was going to even say, in this, even in this, even in this, in, the, in this, even in this moment. Yeah, I'm like feeling that kind of like. Yeah, like the like I want the thrill like when it's you were talking about seasonal fighting like, I'm feeling that way too yeah and when you were saying you know talking about fighting I was thinking our references for fighting in a relationship in that way come from different relationships because we don't fight that way well I was gonna say I have fought that way I know me too and what I was gonna say this is the ty- type of mood I'm in I was like there I hated it 
I Friday? hated it. Yes. And what I didn't realize there's is, yeah. a part of me a little bit in this mood that's like, do you kind of miss it? <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, you know what I no, mean. No, I absolutely know what you mean. Like, like I used we to were... storm off. I would kick things. Like I would kick. Like I remember kicking like a trash bag. Now, okay, I love this. So remember, what was the doc called with the vegan raw vegan? What, was it called uh, bad vegan? Bad vegan. I think. Okay, so. bad. I was gonna call my production company bad vegan. Oh yeah. I'm really glad I didn't because now I am a terrible. Well now, vegan. yeah. At some point, it just, just goes it not, not vegan. vegan. <laughs> at what point do we change those three little letters to not vegan? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But we watched this documentary. Who has the time? <laughs> About a woman uh, who ran a raw restaurant. This is so boring. But anyway, she dated this guy who ended up being like a capital artist. N, not so, and like a con artist. And what I said to you about that, which is what we're talking about right now, is how intolerable mm. is ordinary life? Meaning, how intolerable is it to be alone with yourself mm -hmm. and your feelings? And to have some compassion, your your trauma, mm -hmm. you, for lack of a better way to say it, your demons, yeah. you know, the voices come. And your brain loops. Like and your the, brain loops and it drives about, you insane. Like 96%, I don't know if it's 96, but around there. Are repetitive and useless? Yeah, of your thoughts are repetitive. You had yesterday. They're that, thoughts you had yesterday. Oh, Isn't what that a, insane? What a, that's in my movie. That, oh. that statistic, which we both got from Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Which, how could you quantify that accurately? I or, know. You know. I think it, whether or not it's statistically proven, I will say I offer myself as a datum. <laughs> yes, nice. And a dada. <laughs> and a dada. I'm a dada datum that mm -hmm. my thoughts are repetitive and useless. Yeah. Okay, so a million things going on right now, but I'm rereading the four arguments. We can get into why. But uh, we can get, we <laughs> will get into why. I know what you're Some thinking. Some of you are like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting story as to why. But uh, in the four arguments, there's a bunch of things I'd love to talk about the four arguments introduction. But one of them is they're like, animals suffer, punish themselves mm. for a mistake once. Right. Like when the mistake happens. Again, this is just conjecture and a little anthropomorphy. But we're going like, look at that deer. It licked up a pool of toxic waste and it went, ah, ah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't spend the rest <laughs> of its day going like fucking Caleb. Yeah. That is. God damn it. Caleb. Such a deer name. Caleb. How every Caleb I've known is a deer. How did you name a deer perfectly? Caleb. Caleb is such a deer name. We're having Caleb for dinner. I'm, oh, oh, I know. No mm. good. I'm not that. I'm, also, not, I would have accepted Vincent because it sounds like venison. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. Vincent. But you have to drop that T a little. Vincent, really make Vincent. it sound. But I, I thought that was a brilliant point. It's been made a million times, but so many brilliant points are sort of like overused. Is that when we make a mistake, we torture ourselves yeah. with it thousands of times. Mm -hmm. So just based on that. Mm -hmm. And how my brain and uh, the four agreements sort of compartmentalizes your brain, just like, you, what is it? Family systems? Internal family systems. Internal yeah. family systems you're always teaching us about and reminding us about. But they're like, there's the victim mm -hmm. in your brain. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the judge. And the judge is just constantly. And I see this dynamic big time. 
And he, you know, he makes the point that he was like, if anyone else treated you this way, you yeah. wouldn't stand for it. Yeah. In fact, he makes a very interesting point in the introduction I that he goes, this. you will tolerate as much abuse as you're used to giving yourself. Yeah. So if you're in a shitty friendship mm-hmm. or just, we don't even have to say shitty, just kind of like a, a, um, spicy friendship. There's like, I've, I've known couples that just straight up call each other dummy. Mm. And you're like, what is going on here? What's yeah. going on here is you're found, you found a partner that mirrors the familiar abuse that you get interior yourself. abuse. Yeah. So totally. it feels nice mm-hmm. that someone else in the three dimensions, someone out there yeah. is doing it as well. And it, and it kind of, but like, and that's, that's why also <clears throat> in relationships there, it's like common to, you know, an abuser will really highlight the mistakes of the person they're abusing so that that abused person believes that they deserve it so that they'll stand for it. That's what we both had going back to our arguments. I I really experienced what it was like to be in a a two-person cult. Mm -hmm. And I was not the leader. (laughs) (laughs) And like most cults, sex was involved to kind of like keep you around. (laughs) Ah, it was so similar. It's so similar. A wow. bad relationship is like a two-person call. No wonder you love those documentaries. No, it's true. I am very, very interested in how you can be coerced, how you co- and how you're co- coercing yourself. Like mm-hmm. this is normal. You are also like a one-person cult, mm-hmm. and you need to be like a gracious leader mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah. So that we have a lot of threads there. I, the fighting. Yeah. I feel like like missing the fighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the bad vegan documentary, that guy, basically, I, this is going to be a bad summary, but check it out. It's it's on Netflix.com. HTTP colon slash slash www.netflix.com. And then you can, you can, if you're a completionist, put another slash at the end. It won't mess it up. But anyway, go to Netflix.com and you can watch Bad Vegan. It's good. It, it's I don't think it's essential viewing. Anyway, she was dating this guy who basically said he was a secret agent. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't tell her anything about his work. And he's like gaslighting her in every possible way, yeah. extorting money, couldn't tell her what the money was for, but it was always life or death. And it was like these not extorting, after me. stealing her money. Isn't that what extortion is? Just fancy stealing? I guess, but I wanted to be specific that it's her money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her money. Yeah. And, and lying, like I can keep your dog alive forever. I'm in contact with like spirits and like magic and I can do like basically just telling her whatever whatever she she needed to hear, but like honing in on those vulnerabilities. Like you are obsessed with your dog. Well, guess what? You can stay with me and I can make your dog live forever. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one. Cause no, you can't. Right, <laughs> right. Because like, nuh-uh. Because <laughs> nuh-uh. And he knows he can't make her dog live forever. Right. And he's got to be crossing those fingers, hoping that dog doesn't okay. die during this con. And those fingers crossing and that burning, it's like a boiling pot of oil on the stove of your interior reality mm. is now distracting you from all of the torment that you are doling out for yourself, all the, yes. the reliving, the, going back to the four agreements, the thousands and thousands and thousands of times your voice might be saying you're not enough, you're a piece of shit, you don't mm. deserve to live, you're, you're a disappointment, whatever the voice of your wound is. Yeah. This is actually, a, I'm not giving anybody a pass, I'm just trying to understand and apply it to my own life. How intolerable is it mm. to be quiet? So you would rather 
play the game and i get it it's like gambling the yeah. thre- I, I get it not not to a, an extent that you should be worried obviously but it's wow. like <laughs> not not I, i'm for not a worried <laughs> not even I just don't for wanna, a second when you talk about sympathizing with you know troubled mentally ill people yeah it's vulnerable you know sure. it's easier to say like what a whack job i'm yeah. saying i know what it's like like you're saying missing toxic relationships yeah there are moods i can get in where i'm like it's not that I miss my toxic relationship. It's that mm-hmm. I understand the me that was doing it. Mm. And the me that was doing it didn't yet know, understand, or love himself mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. So when people, we talk about living up up outside of the city, up in Ojai, mm-hmm. and people are like, that sounds incredible. And I'm like, yeah, if you're good with yourself mm-hmm. and you're good with your family. Mm-hmm. Like, are you good? Because yeah. if you're not, you're going to move into a quiet place and guess mm-hmm. what? You're going to like start telling people you can make their dog live forever because it's you need that feeling that something's nipping at your heels yeah. and that fear and that adrenaline, that game. Yeah. And that's what a toxic relationship can be, too, is like when I was dating that specific person, I you know, everyone's diagnosing everyone as borderline personality. I'm just saying there were aspects that were similar to that. Yes, I'm not a doctor. Yes. She was incredibly unpredictable. Her mood was That's unpredictable. All, and and that was very similar to my mother. Right. And so that was something I hadn't yet sifted through and resolved. Right. And also it's like that um betterhelp.com slash weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I hadn't talked it through. I hadn't uncovered it. Go on. Sorry. Well, and it was familiar. You were you recognized that you know how to play the role of person appeasing and unpredictable and person and i enjoyed the endless like you know how they say it takes a lifetime to master golf you can play golf your Mm -hmm. whole life Mm -hmm. you can do that your whole life yeah my dad always says you can't reason with unreasonable people yeah and i'm like that's actually pretty good yeah you have at some at some point you need to recognize in fact i'm going to say you better recognize that like <laughs> betterhelp.com this per no <laughs> you better help recognize mm-hmm. that this person you're in an endless game yes and get real honest and real curious about mm-hmm. the part of you that loves it because mm-hmm. when that noise goes away mm-hmm. why do people break up i was listening to npr and they were saying the number 1 letter that this this famous advice columnist gets the mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. is how do i break up with someone that i love like a good person oh, this person is good i like them really know that feeling and i want and i want out and there's mm-hmm. nothing i can say that mm-hmm. they're doing wrong yeah. it would be better if they were throwing plates at me mm-hmm. and they said she gets a, that letter you know let's say 15 times a week she's mm-hmm. getting that question mm-hmm. and if anybody's interested there's a an npr this American life called a, something like, I wish I knew how to quit you or something. I, I just can't mm. quit you, baby. Mm. And they talk about it. And it's very emotional mm-hmm. and interesting. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. And I've found that to be true in my friend circles, that that's the problem is you're like, but he's a really good person. And you're like, yeah, but you're not happy being in a relationship with him. Like it's not. Yeah, that's. And, and it it's a lesson that both of us had to learn too. It's like you don't have to hate somebody. I I want you to say it to break up with them. Yeah. Every time this comes up, because that also, was absolutely news to me. Also, what my my friends really and I, it seems like it's our generation. Of course, there is something. I feel like we've covered this on the podcast before. It's not, it's so nuanced. It's not black and white. Of course, there is something to 
sticking it out, staying with the relationship. Well, I'm when actually things making are really that hard. argument going like, why are you incapable of accepting a steady and easy relationship? Yes. Um, and, and incapable sounds like it's a flaw, but you well, could, that- you could get curious. Like, why is it so intolerable that I can't, manage my life mm-hmm. if this person isn't inexplicably and randomly screaming at me for doing something that I do every day. Like suddenly it's bad that I, I'm always eating peanut butter. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I, there's a part of you that maybe loves that. And that's what we're saying. So I, yeah, I see it both I think, ways. And I think you just more on that. Uh, moreover, uh, <laughs> more on that. <laughs> more you, on that. Did you? Can I talk to you for a second? I'm a moron. <laughs> Remember in college when you would write things like moreover and insofar as, and then you never did again. Is that other people's experience? <laughs> yeah, albeit is another albeit, one. Yeah, albeit, yeah, yeah. Um, but moreover, <laughs> if you spell out et cetera. You got uh, you got to get out of the car. Yeah, you got to get out of the car. Get out of my car. Just walk in the desert for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But if you say etc., I'm also out. Like yeah, I'm no. a real fickle bitch. No, say etc. <laughs> or say etc. Period. <laughs> yes. Um, it's gone. No, your friends are dating people that are good. Yeah, but it was before that. It was staying with something. The and drama. what was your point? Oh, yes. So looking at why it's intolerable for you to be in a calm, peaceful relationship. Yeah. And I think you we've covered this a little bit, but you're like looking at yourself. How do you talk to yourself? And then also looking at like your role in those unhealthy relationships That's and exactly see right. if they yeah. mirror yeah. how you had to interact with a parent. Because remember, they're, they're, I shared it on the podcast, but it's so brilliant. Buddy. Becky Kennedy, Dr. Becky Kennedy was on Glennon Doyle's podcast and DBK? she said that attraction, I think it was her, was it her? Oh, I think so. That attraction is um, us recognizing that we can play a familiar role that we did in our family with this person. So if those dynamics are unhealthy and we haven't recognized that, how am I ritualistically reenacting my trauma? Yes. And for me, it wasn't just relationships. I had friendships and these people are not garbage people. Mm -hmm. They were fun and good people, but there was a certain point in certain friendships more than, more than a couple actually, where I just went, Oh, you're friends with like an older version of me. Mm-hmm. And I read the terms and conditions and I went ahead and updated last night while I was sleeping <laughs> over the Wi-Fi. Ooh. And guess what? I'm a new operating system lady. Oh my god. I'm a new operating system. And I'm sorry, but this app needs to upgrade or I'm going to delete it. You know. We <laughs> <gasps> should do clam we got to do clam or oh, peanut butter. let's do clam or peanut butter. Keep going, though. I was well, just, guys, don't, don't, don't turn this do off to listen to this, to this American Life. I just can't quit you, baby, yet, because we're going to play <laughs> clam versus peanut butter, and you will never regret this. <laughs> you, your life will be better. I'll make this point quickly. I think... I don't, I'm not in a rush. I'm not going to forget clam v. peanut butter. Uh, yeah. I Well, what I was going to say to finish the thought about... A lot of my friends are getting divorced in this very conscious uncoupling way. Thank that you, is Gwyneth. Really, that is really... They made that up. Pr- I know. Is really proving 
you know, what we have said for years and years, which is like a really, just because a relationship ends doesn't mean that it failed. Yeah. And like, I am just loving watching our generation do this. And of course it's not possible across the board. I wish it, I wish it were, but it, uh, we have a mix of friends who, yeah, but you, know, you were, are having, you were the eat, pray, love style. For example, I know, but I would take the, I would take Gwyneth and Chris. I wish we could have of consciously uncoupled. In fact, I do still feel a little pang when it when I see people who like exes being friends because I I really wish that could have been the yeah. case. That's how I feel with the one ex that I have. That's a friend. I'm like so proud of that. I know. Look at us, and it, I it never. You know what I mean? It never comes up. Uh, no, it, what oh. what I mean is the the romantic side of it was such a like offshoot. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just feels like this great friendship and I never understood that. Yeah, totally. I think it's really beautiful and this and that's what, you know, my friends who are doing this conscious uncoupling thing, they're like, "So wait, I'm going to go from like this being my best friend and my number one person for 20 years to just never speaking to them again yeah and i'm like i know it feels so wrong and terrible yeah but yeah so it's just they're showing like it almost feels like an evolution of the relationship where they're like we were romantic for however many years and now we're friends who co-parent and that's the shape of this relationship now and that is so healthy can i say the other side though you Mm -hmm. you have a pang of like i don't have a pang for my ex-wife and that's Mm -hmm. strange Mm -hmm. uh no it's not strange it's different from what you were saying Mm -hmm. and i've heard taylor swift lyrics that are very similar but it's like if we end it it's over there's like a real delete there's a select all delete Mm -hmm. um that's not Surely not complete in my subconscious. Yeah. But I think it has something to do with being an addict. And there's something about Uh, being very black and white and all or nothing. And and it makes sense. Well, I think my ex-husband, I think, is that way. Yeah. No, it can be very... Well, I was going to say it can be very helpful. Let's say this. I don't know if it's helpful in the long term. Mm -hmm. Because I've had to go back and unpack and be like, no... The way out is through, mm-hmm. but in the short term, you go, let's just go around this for now. Mm-hmm. Like my wife left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, there's a certain amount of grief, pain, depression, et cetera, yeah. that's unavoidable. But at a certain point, you just go like, you know, it's another version of like, how do you know that your whole life, it, that this isn't the only moment you've ever been alive and every moment is like a implanted memory or like a falsified memory. <laughs> you, yeah. I just, no, I know. You just cross your just, eyes. <laughs> Start freaking out. I just started. I you you saw one of my sauna movies. That's mm-hmm. right. I got movies for the sauna. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I watch shit that you wouldn't want to watch with me. Yeah. Um, per se, albeit a good movie. <laughs> Etc. Period. <laughs> when you um, first saw, I, oh no, go ahead. I, just to stick the landing. That movie is brilliant because mm-hmm. it's like it's Philip K. Dick made the wrote the book. W- what movie? Total Recall. Sorry, I didn't say. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Total Recall, the original. Mm -hmm. And uh, boy, first of all, high budget movies in, I think that's the early 90s, maybe late 80s. uh, Big budget movies. Yeah. Like, it's the most obvious they shot every scene in the same set. Like, they, like, moved walls around. And I'm like, oh, this is Mars because there's a red light now. Like, it's. (laughs) I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying... 
times have changed. Like we've uh, gotten so much better at I set know. design and, and we just didn't care. We're like, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and there's really cool effects at certain points. That anyway, also sounds so nice for the actors and for everybody to just do everything from one giant. The movie seems to have been studio. designed for like the lifestyle of the cast and crew. <laughs> That's for sure. There's like, no let's outdoor just make this shots. Easy on yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's all well. There's some outdoor shots anyway. But that experiment. I'm not trying to make anybody. I'm one of those people that a thought experiment, like how do you know that this isn't the first moment and all your memories are implants, mm-hmm. is a really helpful strategy. Mm-hmm. Helpful in this moment for me to go like it imbues this moment with mm-hmm. a lot of vitality and mm-hmm. freshness, mm-hmm. and whoa, oh, okay. We can at least agree that this is happening mm-hmm. and this will be a memory in about an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's fucking great. So yeah. enjoy it now. But it's also helpful when you go like your wife of seven years leaves you, me, mm-hmm. and uh, you just want to like move on. You mm-hmm. go like, where is that relationship? Really unhelpful. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing it's kind of unhealthy. It's like denial. Mm, yeah. You know, the other thing is that uh, I was the one, you got left and I was the one that left my relationship. So maybe the people who get left have more of a, like, that was so painful. I just want to move on. Delete it. And it's easier for the people to leave to be like, but I still want to like be friends, (laughs) you know? I yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I, I see. wonder. One, the good news, though, is that you can circle back. This has been the big thing. Rob Bell and I were hanging out yesterday. His new book, by the way, Where Did I Park My Spaceship, is so fun. I'm really, really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to what we were saying. Anyway, we, we were talking about the way isn't around, it's through. Mm-hmm. We were talking specifically about fear of God. Mm-hmm. And I think I told that story on the podcast when my dad was like, are you afraid of God, Peter? Yeah. And I was like, wouldn't give him the satisfaction. But when yeah. I thought about it later, I was like, it's like, there's an Eminem song where he goes, hell yeah, I'm afraid of death. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm afraid of God yeah. at times. Meaning mm-hmm. like, do you completely trust the universe and mm-hmm. like the mystery? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I can't fully understand it, it's really hard to get comfortable with it. Mm. And when I see what's happening and when I see what could happen. So it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's making a coffee? No, I think she's cleaning the um That the is grinder. so funny. You and I both were like, who is making it? I hope she is making a coffee. I would love if that, she was, we always if Doris was making it. When the cleaners espresso. are here. That would be badass. I would love that, but I think she's just cleaning the grinder. But, we don't always have house cleaners, by the way. We just happen to do the podcast when we well, have Well, we're stuck in one room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's a situation I, where you're like, let's just go in my office, which never gets cleaned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just hole up in here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Rob... <clears throat> Um, the way around these things, I know I've said this before, but it's so meaningful to me that James Finley taught me that Thomas Merton said, weird. (laughs) I just don't know how much of this is James putting his own spin on it. Mm -hmm. But he said that Thomas Merton says, you know, no matter what you do, you're alone, you know, and, and that can be very frightening. We're, we're isolated in our Mm -hmm. bodies or it seems. And when we die, we're alone. And you can even pull all your friends into your bed with you when you're dying, but you still die alone and that can be scary. Mm-hmm. But paradoxically, the, the antidote to that anxiety and that fear isn't to ignore it, mm-hmm. which is what so many of us do. Go like, I'm not alone. I'm here with Val. I have a dog. He's always barking. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not alone. 
That is a temporary fix, but the truest, deepest fix isn't around, it's through. So James says it's to the cure to that isolation is to get deeply curious and to he think he says drink deeply mm. of that solitude mm. like let it in mm. and explore it mm-hmm. like drink it and consume it and uh there's no better word than explore it until you learn to trust it mm. and you recognize that being is being there's only one being you are that being and inside and in the inside that is you as you're dying is the opposite right. of alone. Like you actually can't be alone. It's the uh, exactly it's impossible to be alone. And that's a very cute thought. Mm-hmm. But when but you, you have really to go, go in and look for it, don't like not take my word for it and me mm. not even taking my own word for it and me not even taking my past experiences of experiencing that for it. But like, <laughs> so to... If brand is for me now. But like... Today, can I get curious about it and explore the nature and look for the walls of my being and not find them mm, and not mm-hmm. find them and realize that it's timeless and unborn and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. that's a great example of like, instead of pretending like you're not afraid of God, go like, why am I afraid of God? Mm. And what do I think is his problem with me mm. or its problem with me? Like, what, like, what do you think? Because... Going back to you'll only stay in something as long as it doesn't abuse you any more than you abuse yourself. So too, Brand God is, is for me now. Yes. It's like that right. pattern. In fact, we're not breaking any new ground here, but it work, it's worth mentioning. Your paternal, maternal relationships growing up shape your model of God as well. And you realize you're not so much scared of God as you are. How could you be? As I'm sitting here now comfortably, how could you be scared of something that is, you know, so clearly like abundant and expansive yeah. and wow, like that? Yeah. And then you go like, yeah, but he's probably like my dad when he's had a few too many Manhattans. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, all right. It's so how in- darling, but also like you can lay that down now. That's not serving you. That's right. And it is interesting because when you talk about being afraid of God, like in that coursey way, it doesn't really resonate to with me because my association with God is like more of like a relationship with the beloved. And I feel like such a tender, sweet, it's great. very loving connection with God. But just now when you said, do you completely trust the universe that like the universe will take care of you and stuff? I'm like, no, no, I don't. So that's where my, so then it's like, I don't think you necessarily. So, yeah. I So clearly there is a, a area of my relationship with God, the divine universe, whatever word you want to use that I don't trust that I think I, I am. Cause if you, cause the, the like loving connect tender connection that I have with God, if that was all I felt, or I should say when that's all I feel, I'm like, of course there's nowhere I could go where God isn't with me. Including the worst things that can happen. Exactly. Uh, But I often am not connected with that. And so then, and it's different parts of you. It's your brain versus, for me, it feels like my body and my... I would say it's your ego versus your soul. Yes. Yeah, exactly. However you want to do. Your ego, the, the tricky thing about your ego is that it's completely right. The universe is not trustworthy. 
Mm. Your body isn't fully trustworthy. Well, the circumstances of reality aren't trustworthy. I would say your ego is right that it's not trustworthy for your ego's goals. It depends on who you're identifying it, with. It's completely trustworthy for your soul and what your soul wants. But your ego wants to you know, be separate, be individual, be in, be safe, be rich, be fed, be yeah, warm. be safe in the terms of like never die. Yeah. Which all of those, it's so funny because your soul can have that experience of always being safe. Where well, could you go? Your soul is having that experience. Right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. We've lost identification. But yeah. this is interesting because again, one of the things that sometimes people say to me in a very beautiful honestly, a beautiful way, like they know I'm spiritual. So they'll say something mm. kind of thinking like I'm with it. And they'll say, God never gives us more than we can handle. Mm. And I'm, and I'm always, I, I really don't, I don't love that. Mm -hmm. I would say God never gives us anything that doesn't have within it the reflection deep down mm. of your true identity in your mm -hmm. safest home. Yeah. But whenever people say that to me, I'm like, people break yeah a lot right and like a disease from let's really again not around but through wouldn't you say that getting a disease and dying is something you couldn't handle it, like well, what does what handling mean well that's it like yeah it's like it it's like it's not true in the in terms of like again the your Pete but I think people mean it, in and terms I think they do penis. too. They're like, and I, I, say, I will get the later flight and still make the Taylor Swift concert. And it's like, or yeah, they, or what, they mean like when you don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there, it's maybe like uh, a relative and absolute truth too, because there is like, for example, my therapist was, I was really anxious yesterday, more anxious than I've been in a while, and my therapist was calming me down sort of by being like your brain will just throw out all these what ifs and it's like because I'm about to go on a retreat and, so, and sometimes that can be like very triggering for me because there's like aloneness and solitude and these things that are like trigger trauma and uh <laughs> And a she, Winnie the Pooh spinoff where Tigger's named Trigger, but he just keeps <laughs> triggering people. <laughs> my trigger is that I'm the only one. Oh my God. <laughs> the terrible yeah. thing about Trigger is Trigger's the only one. <laughs> you are my special angel. Wow. Um, but I, you know, it was like, okay, what if I have a panic attack there? We'll just say, we'll go find somebody who and tell them like, I, I need help. I'm panicking. And like, what yeah. if that person isn't friendly and, and it feels like a burden on them? Okay. Well then we'll pivot over to somebody else who doesn't feel that way. And like, okay. And then what if That's like, I need to voice. go to the hospital. All right. Somebody will take you to the hospital. It's like, and she goes, we can do this the whole time. Whatever your, what if is, there is an answer for it. And she goes, it's a really boring game though. <laughs> yeah. And that is, and that goes back to our original point. The, the, the brain, the ego doesn't want a solution. It would rather you harp on and that. And that's exactly what face she said. The solitude. And she says, your brain will always rather be right than happy. safe yeah. and happy yeah. than happy. Trey course. It's yeah, absolutely. So, but that's just your brain. That's just like one part of you. Yeah. So, 
So it's just bringing it, you know, and her and her, the what she teaches me and reminds me. It's so funny. I was like, I was like, Jennifer, this is hilarious that she had to say to me everything that I preach on this podcast yeah. and well, okay. say. And, and, she, and of course, she's like, that's OK, too. We all need to hear it. But it was like all from that perspective. All the brain is doing with like what ifing is just making sure that you don't get back into your body. Yeah. It's just spinning out. It has it's filibustering. It's like, yeah, that filibustering. Yeah, yeah, so that and then the body is reacting the whole time and then the brain goes, "See, this is an emergency. Your body's freaking out." Yeah. And it's just like bringing the energy down, 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 down into the body, into the earth again and again and again. But also being a loving cult leader to mm -hmm. yourself. Right. So you are, you need to like, we all have to kind of fine tune our leaders. I, you were in LA last night. I put Leela down and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke dope and I'm going to watch Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I did. I ended up not sticking with Family Guy. It was great, but I started getting overwhelmed. I, I watched the preview for the new Indiana Jones movie. That's like a thing Stone Pete loves to do is watch previews. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole movie. Yeah. For a stone person, you're like, yeah, oh, you're like, and that's the exact amount of attention span I had. That's right. <laughs> but I was watching the India. I don't even remember it, but there's just a lot of punching and fighting and, mm. and guns and stuff. And I started getting, yeah, I know, and I started getting like dysregulated. I know mm. that's, you know, I'm just, I'm laying there. It's very sure. cozy. It's I mean, dark, mm. and I, I'm just watching this. And for some reason, and I could feel the invitation to paranoia. I don't mm -hmm. tend to get paranoid when I smoke, but yeah. I felt it knock on the door. It was like, would you like to freak out? Yeah. And just like, this is your voice. And this is the voice that Jennifer was reminding you of. And it's the voice you remind me of all the time. It's a gift you've given me. Mm -hmm. So I just go like, we can turn this off. Yes. And I turned it off and That's I put on something exactly else. And I was like, right. I go, what if I get paranoid? I was like, you can turn the TV off. You can go for a walk. I always say you can go for a walk. Yeah. You or have you choices. Can, you have choices. Yeah. It's just remem remembering that you You're have choices. Free. And that's what, because there was a, uh, I went on a retreat, a silent retreat. We talked about it on this podcast that like brought up a lot of my trauma and I got dysregulated and overwhelmed and flooded. And then I sort of had, was reeling from that. I had reverberations of that for weeks after. And that's exactly what I'm afraid of. I mean, that's why there's anxiety around this retreat. I don't feel it today, but I did yesterday. And she was like, you can literally, it's like that you see that retreat memory coming towards you and she's and coming to merge with this retreat. Yeah. And she's like, just stand in between it and go, nope, you're, that's not, this yeah like block it <laughs> with your body like a good parent yeah and just be like no 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 go back to where you came from go back to the past that's not what's happening here right. and it's just all these little exercises to remember when you're starting to be flooded and anxious that like you have a choice because that's the first thing that goes as we think that we just are going to get swept up and possessed <clears throat> and there's no option for us and i think what we're saying is get it curious about the part that wants to be swept up because your baseline is not clean yeah you, know, you, you haven't i'm not saying that's your fault there's mental illness and there's anxiety disorders and i understand all that yeah but like or i understand as much as i do but like it's hard for me to tune out the vacuuming yeah, it's sure. happening right now i'm like i understand <laughs> and i mean and uh, yeah i don't know if it's always a want 
I think there's sometimes in this like case, it's a trauma trigger. It's not that you want to be anxious. Right. No, there's a part of you that want, there's a, this is what the, the, the judge or the tormentor in your brain yes, is like, your brain, I would rather be free. I, it wants I noticed what's that too. familiar. There were a couple it's, moments last night, you know, so I'm releasing my special and you reminded me that this is the first time I'm putting out a special in sort of like cancel, cancel culture. culture. And I was like, I've never released a special in cancel culture mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not worried per se, but my brain sure loves to try to get me to worry. And yeah. I have to be like, stop. So when I was stoned, it was like, Hey, I've never had that as much as I'm having it now, which is, I'm like, whoa, wow. I don't, I can't keep up mm. with the sensitivities and the sensibilities and even the bent abilities. And the sense and sensibilities. <laughs> oh. So I was like, it, it's a weird, it's, it actually kind of goes back to shadows of my mother and that borderline person that I dated, where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know what might upset you. Like, is it upsetting to say this or this or this? And I'm not trying to play that card of like, the rules are always changing. I'm so <laughs> overwhelmed. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying yeah. like, what if there's like an unconscious? And mm-hmm. then I had to say, nope, yeah. we're, not, we're not doing that. And that's yeah. something you taught me. I really, I had that this morning too, because I was anxious yesterday, even though by, you know, like it only lasted a couple hours even and the rest of the day I felt fine but this morning I woke up and it was like remember how you were anxious do you gonna are you gonna do it again today is it gonna happen again today and like not only do you have do I have to just say like no I have to like imagine that word coming out no like yeah no and like like you know the waves of like like the sonic waves I'm just like imagining like a silent like, and it like kills like all Banshee. of that. <laughs> the X Men Banshee. Right? Is that what he does? Oh, yeah, you yeah. Scare it away with sound. Like you just have to imagine that your no is enough and authoritative and powerful enough to be like, okay, that's gonna be heard. You know. Yeah, I love um, that. Also, uh, shadows of my mother on Lifetime. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Hilarious. Okay, we'll go to the mid-rolls. When we come back, we're going to do clam versus peanut butter. (laughs) And maybe I'll tell briefly the story of why I'm rereading The Four Agreements. Because I think it's it's interesting. Sure. Um, Even though it sounds like the most boring subject (laughs) in the world. But I think it's good. We'll be right. We'll be right back. And and as always, thank you for trying these things. Somebody was like, somebody messaged me on Instagram. They're like, I don't need anything that you advertise, but I still want to support the show. I was like, oh, that's no, it's very nice. But I, I, there was a part of me that was like, get someone a gift. Like, <laughs> you, you don't know anybody that needs anything. <laughs> sure. I'm mean, smart. <laughs> is it? Or is that, did I just leave earth with the unrelatability of that? sentiment okay let's let's reduce it to a more simple and and gentle statement maybe you don't need some of these things and and that's awesome uh you could always give somebody the gift of one of these pizza picks and it would still help the show that's right roll those beautiful bean footage beautiful bean footage (laughs) pardon the interruption weirdos this episode is brought to us by our wonderful friends at better help 
Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And like before I went to therapy, I had no idea what codependency was or how to end a relationship in a healthy way or how to set up boundaries with family or people I work with. But that's what therapy is all about, deepening your self-awareness and your own understanding of your life and of your own dynamics. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things with a professional. BetterHelp connects you with one of those professionals, with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Because the more you know about yourself, the more easily you can maneuver through life with less suffering and more clarity, relationships, grief, loss, anxiety, you name it. Talk therapy has been so profoundly and deeply helpful to both me and to Valerie. Talking with a professional helps. It's greater than the sum of its parts. It seems like you're just talking, but it goes deep and makes lasting change. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash weirdo today to get 10% off your first month and support the show, support yourself. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weirdo. We're also brought to us by our friends at Next Evo, my favorite CBD company. I love summer. Summer means taking trips and traveling with my family, but that's, you know, it's not always easy. Travel is stressful, can be hard on your body, and it can be disruptive to your sleep. So whether you need to de-stress or keep your sleep on schedule, uh, keep it on track this summer, CBD can absolutely help. And Next Evo Naturals is absolutely my favorite. They knock it out of the park. The two criticisms that I hear when I talk to people about CBD is that it takes too long to kick in and they don't feel it. Next Evo is a different kind of company. They have figured it out with something they called Smart Sorb Technology. It's proven to be 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes and four times the overall absorption as other products. That means it kicks in quickly and it absorbs truly and honestly and completely so you can get that dose just right and you know how you're going to feel almost right away. So not all CBDs created equal. A study by an independent lab confirmed some brands contain up to 60% less CBD than they claim on the label. But with Nexevo, you can trust you're getting the best of the best. They just test it multiple times to ensure you get 100% of what's on the label. And you can tell. Their stress gummies are CBD and whole plant ashwagandha. Those are lifesavers when I'm feeling overwhelmed and anxious. If I'm stressed and just can't get on with my day, can't face my inbox, can't handle travel, can't handle the summer, can't handle company, they're my secret weapon to round out the edges and get me back ready to face my day. If you've tried CBD before and didn't get it or you didn't like it, trust me, Next Evo is different. Give it a try and leave summer stress behind and upgrade your CBD Go to nextevo.com slash weird to get 25% off plus a free bottle of premium pure CBD. That's a $50 value, limit one per customer. I love their pure uh, premium pure CBD, especially when you're fasting. You don't want to take any, any calories whatsoever. You take it as a pill. It's awesome. That's nextevo.com slash weird. Support your body. Support the show. Get 25% off nextevo.com slash weird we're back and the vacuuming is still happening in the background and i'm doing my best and so you can and you can hear it in the cans as they say i can't tell if it's in the cans or i don't think i can hear it in the cans. oh wow anyway okay real quick so i'm at the comedy store last uh monday so four days ago 
And it was so fun. And I got to see Tom Papa and Dan Levy and um, Eddie Ift, who I didn't really know Eddie Ift very well, but we really bonded. He's going to mm. do the podcast. Amazing. I was really enjoying him. And I went out on stage and, and it was so weird. I'm doing new material because I'm, I'm getting ready to do this new tour. After this, this tour is still happening, but we're already booking dates for the next tour. I'm very excited about that. So I'm doing all these new jokes and that's a very vulnerable place to be. I really feel like they've never done this much vacuuming. Anyway. I know. It's so much vacuuming. It is. It's more than usual. I'm sorry. You know, just that. Unloosen the knot. Just a little acknowledgement. That's all I need. It's annoying. It's a lot of vacuuming, right? It's a lot of vacuuming. Most of my friends in high school and college were just the people that I could find being like, it's a lot of vacuuming, right? (laughs) Is this a lot of vacuuming? Just that solidarity. (laughs) I fucking love it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Real time. Really helped. Anyway. When I'm doing new material and it's not going that well, I just did this one bit and it, it did okay, but I was a little disappointed. So like there's that, you're already kind of on tilt. You're a little on, def, on defense because sure. it's this vulnerable thing. And I started doing this other joke. It doesn't even matter. And at some point, like I said something and, and people in the crowd were like, what? Like that, kind of like a what I took as like a hot girl, drunk girl voice being like, what? And I just... <laughs> couldn't take that yeah and i'm not i'm never proud about this like when i in my opinion snap it's not as see i want to be defensive and be like it's not like when sam kennison would snap but there is like a i'll go like are you fucking listening i'm telling you like there's like a little flare up yeah which which people always laugh at because it's always with a smile Mm-hmm. But they don't know that in my belly, there really is like a, because my, as we've covered a million times, my wound is I need to be understood mm-hmm. or I vanish. Mm-hmm. So it really is on some level in my bones, mm-hmm. in my inner child, if I'm not understood, yeah, I am in danger. It, absolutely. Your life is being my threatened. Life is, so there's these, ira- I'm not saying that gives me a pass. I'm still working on it. Yeah. But this is me working on it. Well, yeah. I'm like, what is that? Oh, right. I felt misunderstood as a child. That made me feel unsafe. So I really love being understood. So of course I got into a profession where you get audio confirmation that you're understood right. every five seconds. Right. It's Absolutely. Impo- it's very healing. Yes. But the downside of that, you're doing a new joke and people are like, what? And you're like, what? What? Like, and I yeah. lash out. Of course. Just a little bit. And again, it's always hopefully in a funny way. I come backstage and I'm just like, the whole set was gangbusters, really mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. except I couldn't stop thinking about that one mm-hmm. moment. I was talking to Tom Papa about it, and he was telling me about it. He saw somebody at the Hollywood Bowl, and they stopped the show to point out that everybody in the pit, like the front, the area in the front, wasn't even like listening. They were all just eating because mm. the VIPs are all in the oh, front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, this is my first time at the bowl, and no one, no one, all the only people I can see are the people that are eating. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it was awkward. Mm. And the thousands of people that that person couldn't see, like cheered and support and all this sort of stuff. So he was saying that, and, and it, it led to a pretty interesting conversation about like, you can't really have it, I'd like to, but I, I can't really have it both ways. If I wake up my protector, mm-hmm. who is the strong warrior energy, yeah, that is like, oh, you have these sort of half-baked ideas and you'd like to go out there like fucking firm mm. and, and solid and fearless mm. and do these cute little jokes. This is his voice. Mm-hmm. And do your cute little routines. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
I'll put you on my shoulders and I'll walk you through the burning building of potential death. Yeah. But if anybody fucks with me. But if anybody fucks with me, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be mad at me if the byproduct, the collateral damage of me emboldening you to go into this micro battle is that if somebody goes, what? I might be like, are you fucking listening? Yeah. What do you mean? What? Right. Because he's riding the horse. So I'm draped over his shoulders. We're on a horse now. I was. (laughs) I know. Yeah. No, I was going to say like, it's more like you, he's a tiger and you're riding the tiger. That's right. That's And you're like, yeah, but if this tiger sees like a bunny. Yeah. yeah, He's going to go after it. Yeah. And that's what happens, and and it's completely inappropriate. And, and the bunny had nothing to do with the path we were on. Mm-hmm. We weren't even on a hunting mission. Like, why are you hunting right now? Yeah. And it, it was just a beautiful moment. It was me and Dan, and Eddie and Tom having this like very, in my opinion, tender moment of understanding. Being like, you cut on the faucet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes other stuff comes out. Sure. And it's okay. Yeah. And then Eddie Eft was like. I have you read the four agreements and I was like fuck I wish it wasn't a book I have read <laughs> yeah because he's like because that can really help but he was like but thinking about it in terms of this like yeah re- reading it he was like as it applies to stand up to stand up and he's like you know do your best don't take anything personally and like as soon as you say that to calm resource Pete in the green room backstage I can understand that. I I made the joke. I was like, I write my jokes on a set list. What I should really write on the set list at the top is don't take anything personally. Yeah. And I might even do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I thought that was interesting. I'm re- And that intro is very, very interesting and very, very A Course in Miracles. Mm. And I didn't know that. I read it years ago mm-hmm. and didn't know what to make of the intro, which basically says the world is a dream. You've forgotten who you are the language it uses is that you're made of light and we're all one. Mm. But we, we forgot because there's smoke in front of the mirror, but everything mm-hmm. is a mirror just reflecting you back to you. Mm. And there's smoke in front of the mirror. And the four agreements are kind of mm. like how you, in the terms of the Cor- of Course in Miracles, it would say how you forgive reality and clean up the mirror. Mm. So of Course in Miracles would say you forgive. Uh, the four agreements would say, these are the steps that you would, slightly different steps, but with the same goal of recognizing your true nature in other people and in yourself mm. and finding peace. But it, it also makes this point there where you're in hell, which is very, very similar to a course, mm. the Course in Miracles. It says like, you can't make heaven out of hell. You're in the separate place where like you constantly need to breathe and eat and mm. you have psychological needs and physical needs and everyone's, it's one or the other. Everything's one or the other. Mm. Kill or be killed, doggy dog. I understand we're having a beautiful day today. There aren't these moments, but they're like, those are table scraps and there's something truer to be striving for. Mm. And I had never, I didn't know when I read that the first time how radical that was this idea that you like just as a thought experiment go like what if the mm-hmm. heavens pardon was like my child it's god mm-hmm. my child you're actually in hell and you need to like wake up you need to recognize and, and realize mm-hmm. you can come home or whatever it's interesting mm-hmm. it is interesting that All is that. like that's like our friend chris who you know like that's not totally my no, jam I uh, as i know but i i see the validity no, I to it and this that's is that's why i said thought experiment and can... this is what i'm saying i'm not i'm not minimizing or putting you in a position where you have to defend it i'm i my friend our friend chris helped me understand why that is 
appealing that belief because he's very much in that world too. He's like, yeah. this is hell. Of course this is hell. And we're, we're, he'll like jokingly, but very much mean, like mean it when like something, you know, goes wrong or whatever. He's like, well, yeah, this is a hell realm. And I'm just, and then finally, like at one point, I don't know, I said something about it and, and he was like, well, it's, it's comforting because it means that there are other realms yeah. And this one's just a hell realm, but like there are other possibilities. And I was right. like, oh, that I see how that and can be effective for some people. To mix some Valerie in it and how mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I wouldn't say my flag reads, this is hell. No, I don't think so. I would say there's smoke over the mirror. Yeah, I would say, I would say that too. And to add to the hope of that and the promise of that, and this is how I look at it, even in a incomplete or separate realm, you could, let's, we could also just say in a hell realm, if you mm-hmm. want to use that word, every, every moment, every person, every interaction, anything that happens, good in quotes or bad in quotes, mm-hmm. contains within it the reflection of God's love and, and your true identity. Yeah. So it's all a classroom to mm-hmm. gently bring you to another place. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It's not impossible to experience divine and true this, that, or the other, right? Even in something that in itself might not be perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's clam. A, it's, a, it's what <laughs> clam or peanut or, or what <laughs> peanut butter? Wait, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not falling Blame. for your trap. I will not fall for this trap. No, track. you can finish it. It seemed like you didn't. You wanted to move on, and I. I do. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's wrong. an ongoing no, conversation no, no. We're between moving us. On. I don't even love my answer. It's just something fun to grapple with, y- yeah, or consider. Anyway, clam or peanut butter. Let me explain this real <laughs> fast. Everybody listening is going to make a choice, and I want to say I can't stress this enough. Every single person listening is going to make a snap judgment and you're going to choose too quickly. Even with this warning, you're still going to choose too quickly. But that's the fun. Go ahead. Go with your gut. But know that this is a windier road than you imagine. (laughs) I am asking if you could have the best, unbelievable spoon of peanut butter, the best peanut butter you've ever had. And you'll never have it again. And it's a million times better than any peanut butter you've ever had. It's incredible. <laughs> and you cry and it's just oh, oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> the best peanut butter you've ever had or the best clam that you've ever had. Here's where everyone goes peanut butter. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Why wouldn't you choose peanut butter? Clams are disgusting. Here's where it gets interesting. The clam is the best clam that you specifically you have ever had. No one else is ever going to eat this clam. This clam is 10 out of 10. And whatever you choose, the peanut butter or the clam, this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. You're thrilled with your choice. You think you've made the right choice. So you're going like, there's no way I could like a clam as much as I like. You do. You do. You're so thrilled that you you brought... The question isn't which would you like more, (laughs) good peanut butter or good clam. The question is, which would you like more, this experience experience that you love this more than anything? Yes. A 10 out of 10. (laughs) Would you rather that 10 out of 10 be 
peanut butter or be a clam. And I can hear some people still going, clams are gross. You fucking love this clam. You can't believe how much you love this clam. You never even had a clam, a lot of you. You don't, you've certainly never had one that you like. This clam. Yeah. You weep that you love this clam. And you're so happy that you chose clam or you're so happy you chose peanut butter. So I'm not asking which do you think you'd like more because you like them the same. Yeah. I'm asking, would you rather have the story and the memory of the best peanut butter you've ever had and go on living your life with that Mm -hmm. or the memory of what the fuck? I actually had a clam that was so good. It made me cry with joy, (laughs) which crazy experience would you rather have and we can unpack it go ahead and unpack it but woe to ye yeah who don't even consider the clam so this woe to ye who do not even even consider consider the clam. clam um so this is a question that you came up with and posed to me and our friends yeah uh when you were stoned and it was it was as unto 12 angry men. Yeah. The <laughs> room, use that the room had a good, the room was, we were all, we were so dead set on peanut butter. Of course. That you almost changed the question at first, because when you said clam, we died laughing. Yeah. And then you were no like, no, no, that. no. And then you're like, no, wait, I am keeping it clam. Yeah. And then the reveal of, you're so happy with your choice, no matter what you choose. Yeah. W- made me laugh for a f- like five yeah, that's minutes the most straight. Stony thing because, I've ever said. Because like, what is like a would you rather where you, you're also being told how you would feel about yeah. no, it? It's, it's so insane. funny. It's also fun. And the stakes couldn't be lower, but then slowly the stakes are different. They're not a taste experience steak because you're gonna like either one. Yeah. But the stake is your life moving forward. That's right, and. One by one, you convinced us like Jack Lemon in 12 Angry Men yeah. <laughs> to turn to peanut butter. And then to clam. To clam, sorry. And then we had I'm d- I'm two. A, I'm, I'm genuinely upset. <laughs> clam, Val. We had two more friends come over the next day who were like, I was like, and Pete did this extraordinary thing where he convinced us to change to clam one by one. And they were like, well, that's impossible. I'm for sure peanut butter. I hate clams. I have no interest in clams. Yeah. It's peanut butter all the way. Why wouldn't not be? And by the end of that dinner, they had both changed to peanut butter. <laughs> so, you said peanut butter both times. God damn it. Clam. Changed from peanut butter. From peanut butter from to, to clam. clam. And the reason, the thing that swayed me was actually something that Lisa said she was convinced and then she convinced me which is I already like peanut butter yeah so to go from really liking peanut butter to like wow this is the best peanut butter I've ever had is a shorter journey absolutely than from I yeah. don't even what like is clams it? dark roasted little extra salt like get the fuck out of here yeah it's, it's barely a, a hobbit's journey yes you, exactly you have a pretty good guess on what the best peanut butter in the world tastes like yes you have no guess you have no guess. on a clam An that's gonna clam. blow your mind blow your mind and some of the questions we got were like are there any ingredients on the clam I like to picture there's a light broth clam is the headliner though it's not like a 
it's not Red like you sauce. don't taste You're the clam. You're eating the clam. But it can have whatever accoutrement you that want you to your to your taste. To your taste. Because to make it the best clam in the world. And that was the other thing that swayed me is like, you know I love, you know I love a Michelin star restaurant yeah, with a, a beautiful plate. plated You know they wipe thing. that plate with a clean towel. Absolutely. And they they decorated it and it's like presented so gorgeous yeah. and it's and it often is like a food that you're like am i gonna want to eat like branzino skin yeah and you're just like yeah, yeah i fully trust i trust chef i, I fully trust, trust uh, yes chef. chef yes chef i trust Can I you, tell chef? you a little bit about my clam it does have a light broth on it a clear light broth just mm-hmm. a little bit there's like very fine uh green onion on it Ooh. and it's very hot Everybody it's talking, a hot clam. It's a hot clam. Oh. Everybody talking about this, probably picturing like a cold, you know, it's like chewing on an eraser. Yeah. Mine is tender and it's warm. Yes. And it's, uh, and here's the other argument for clam <laughs> is you're eating something from the ocean. When you eat something from the ocean, you get this experience of a living, simple mm. mollusk. Mm. This mollusk was a shoe salesman. He didn't have a fancy <laughs> life. No, I'm just saying like it's simple. It's pure. Yes. Peanut butter is thousands of peanuts. Grounded. This is one thing. Mm-hmm. And the rest of your life, you'll think about that clam. I think the memory of a clam experience yeah. is so, go back to Total Recall, is so much more profound and special than the memory of incredible peanut butter. I've already had incredible peanut butter. Yeah, that's right. And it might even make you like, for some reason with peanut butter, I don't, uh, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't logical, but I feel like if you choose peanut butter and you have the best peanut butter of your life, the rest of the peanut butter that you have isn't going to feel as good. But if you have a fantastic clam, you might actually start to like clams because it'll like be reminiscent of that fantastic clam. It's a reflection. I don't know why it applies to clams and and not not peanut butter. butter. I know why. (laughs) Because most people aren't eating clams. I'm from New England. I like clams. Most people aren't eating clams. And this experience, if you choose wisely, and keeping in mind, you're going to be 10 out of 10 thrilled with whatever you choose. (laughs) (laughs) But if you choose clam, your life will be different. If you choose peanut butter, your life will be the same. You'll still love peanut butter. That's really what it comes down to. But if you eat clam, now you're like, I like clam. (laughs) (laughs) If you eat clam, you're like, I love clam. And we, we love Tim Robinson, and I think you should leave. And in the mm-hmm. middle of the debate, when everyone was just talking about peanut butter, I went, really? Because for me, it's clam by a mile. <laughs> and everyone died laughing. It's a real Tim Robinson moment. And no one understood. And look, I'm not crazy. Maybe a lot of you are, are picking peanut butter. But if you do pick <laughs> peanut butter, please. And I really mean this as passionately as someone running for Congress. <laughs> I mean this with intense passion. You can choose peanut butter, but God help you if you're choosing it because you think you won't like the clam. Because I am telling you, you will love the clam. You will love the clam as much as you love the peanut butter. So don't you dare pick peanut butter because you think you won't like clam because you will like clam. You will fucking love clam. So if you pick peanut butter, I need a pretty compelling reason. I need a better than I don't like clam. If you're, if you've been listening to this and you're still shaking your head going, it's peanut butter and it's because 
you don't like clams, you lack a certain type of dimensional intelligence to even consider this. You're like deficient. If you're not at least kind of going like... Dimensionally deficient. You don't have the creative (laughs) imagination. To understand you like clam. (laughs) To understand that what you really meant to say was clam. What you really uh, meant to say was clam. <laughs> what I should have said was, was clam. Because you oh love my it. God. You love it. That's what I really like about this thing is that you you can't, you have to override. I'm not crazy. I don't really like clams. You have to override that. <laughs> you keep saying. I don't really like clams. I'm not like crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I don't really like clam. You have to go around that feeling to another room. Yeah. You have to like tunnel under a room. There's a door. And in that room is I don't like clam. Yeah. On the other side of that door is another door. And in that room is I loved that clam. You have to tunnel under the first room. The only way to get in is through tunnel. Or go through the room and you get stuck in I don't like clam room. That's right. And everyone gets stuck there. But if you tunnel and I'm begging you. To be abstract and creative in your thinking. (laughs) Tunnel under, I don't like clam. Pop your head up in. That's the best fucking thing I've ever eaten. It's better than anything else I've ever eaten. Now you're thinking clam. (laughs) Or if you walk in the room, I love peanut butter and just stay there. Ah, You didn't even see the whole house. What has been gained? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you like peanut butter and now you still like peanut butter. If you choose peanut butter, ask yourself, when did I lose my zeal for life? (laughs) Ask yourself, where am I blocked that the flow of energy (laughs) is no longer welcome in my in my awareness? Oh, wow. I mean, you're very convincing. You're very good at this. I appreciate it. Uh, All right. We got to go pick up our daughter. Do you want to go to the beach later? Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying that sound was me being like, how is this camp like 45 minutes Oh my God. To the parents out there. That have Who send their kid to a a camp that's 30 minutes away or a school that's 30 minutes away. And the hours are 830 to one. Yeah. I know that sounds like a long time. That's nothing, baby. You need you that can get two to three. One thing done. I've gotten half a thing done, and yeah. I haven't. I didn't do my lesson. Like eight thirty to one is enough time for us to. We drink a coffee. I sit, and I sat down right away and yeah. wrote mm, two scenes. Yeah, and then we did this podcast, and now we have to go get her. Yeah, uh, and I know that that's two things, but like, come on, come on, come on. Okay, and it, you already got them till one. Just keep them for two more hours. Two more hours. They're happy. They're having fun. And jack the price. We'll jack pay. It. We'll pay. We'll pay. We'll pay. Or you know <laughs> what? This relatable. Clam. Yeah. Guys, keep it clammy, all right? Nice. No, you say it right. That counts. You say it right. Keep it clammy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>